My name is Yuri Lowenthal. My name is Travis Sintel. And you are awaited. You are awaited is a Mad Max Fury Road film podcast where Travis Sintel of Clan Nurse Tiger and Yuri Lowenthal of Clan Diaper Panther go on a cinematic adventure for four minutes at a time every week and then spend the next 45 minutes to 60 minutes reveling in the joy, beauty, and philosophical... Uh, that's Goodness. all I had. Nope, didn't want oh, to philosophical. land it. Philosophical. Nope, that's all. <laughs> that, that was still one of my favorite intros. Oh, thanks. Didn't I think. Want, I didn't want to land it. I wanted to let it sit there. You know what? I, I love this. Mm -hmm. And then and then the, the listeners will create the end of it <laughs> however they would like. Yeah, that we should end every podcast with an incomplete sentence and then and, let the listeners just imagine what would have happened. You know, that reminds me that because we're, we're so bad at podcasting, Yes. Um, I, we, we set up that... Uh, that contest. Right, in like February uh, or in, something, right? Something like eight yeah. years ago. Great. And then I totally forgot to, uh, so I would I would like to bring that back around. Yep. Um, only in that uh, you guys sent in some uh, some funny captions. Super funny. Uh, by the way, um, it, we... It was tough. It was, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. We had to bring in a third party if to tiebreak it. If, right, we did. We won't say who that was, but it was Yuri's wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was, it was Yuri's two-month-old son. Yeah. Um, we, we set up on opposite sides of the room. We printed out uh, the two top two captions and had him crawl to one. <laughs> um, if you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, please do so, at you are awaited. Yes. It's a good time to mention that. Also, if you don't subscribe, what's wrong with subscribe you? Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but while we're at it, shout out to the Dante podcast for, uh, for, oh, what's up, for guys? just being amazing. Yeah, at the Divined Comedy. Mm -hmm. It's a... Uh, Divined. A Divined D Comedy. It's a podcast where they go through uh, one canto of Dante's Inferno, uh, Purgatorio, and Paradiso, all uh, one per week. In Italian. Yeah, and, and it's, so if you don't speak Italian, don't <laughs> listen Forget. to it. Paul Kentrell, David Fountain, shout out. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I'd, I'd like to do the, the runners-up. We have two runners-up. We do. And then we have, uh, and we have the, the winner. Um, the the runners-up... Well, remind us what the uh, freeze frame was. The freeze frame was of Max hanging on the outside of the door, looking up uh, in, in sort of uh, shock at, uh, at Nux driving the, uh, the rig. Uh, the, uh, the runners-up were... Ross Butler with Chicle, um, which I'm assuming was Mad Max, uh, was Max saying. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, Adam Baam uh, at Bevilius Online, which was, I swear, officer, I only had one human IV drip. Funny. And the winner of the Mad Max Fury Road uh, uh, baseball cap yep. uh, is Alan Sizzler Kissler at Sizzler, Sizzler, Sizzler Kissler. Is it left at the barren wasteland or right at the... It's all wasteland! Why do we let you drive? Great. So solid. That, that was solid. This is a good contest. We should have... Uh, we should go back to We should have remembered one. that we had done this right. contest we, well, a, first. We should have remembered that we did a contest. But B, uh, we should go back to episode one and have contests every week. It's so fun to have contests. Well, we'll see what we can do then. Let's also, have a contest this also week. I'm about to post... Uh, where we'll end on this episode, the freeze frame for that. It's a good one. But uh, we realized that the last one we did was an okay freeze frame, but we realized one second past that was a much better one. So I know it's, it's not cheating because we posted the 
the one where we actually stopped, but um, I'm gonna post an additional one because it's, it's better. It's funny to say it's not cheating as if there's as if, anyone in the world who would care. <laughs> right, or okay. that there are rules. That was to, 124.01, not 124, you guys. There are guys out there who would call you on that, I bet. I would say don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> if accuracy- I would say don't get on the internet would yeah, be my- uh, If accuracy uh, bothers you, please don't listen to this podcast. We're not for you. No. I would say. Oh, also, um, we should decompress uh, Mark Sexton episode, which we didn't we even should. do, just in terms of business. Yeah, well, let's, let's be, because here's the thing. It's, as, as you guys know, that uh, sometimes we'll get together and we'll record a bunch of these. Yes. Um, for the, the lean months. And uh, we just had a lean month because Travis is out of town. And, mm -hmm. um, so, so we actually haven't seen each other in weeks. Yeah, Yuri still has a baby. I still have a baby. Which is great. I've managed to keep it alive this which long. Is really which impressive. is, uh, nobody's more surprised than me. Yeah, it's great. Um, he's still yeah. perfect in every way. Ah, oh, great. Except for that he's got some sort of vendetta against sleep. <laughs> I don't know why sleep angers him so much. I think for babies, that's considered perfect. Okay. Well, there you go. So he's, at, in fact, more perfect than you would have hoped. Fantastic. Uh, I thought that was a great episode, Yuri. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say about that. About Mark Sexton? It was super fun. Yeah. Um, and I really want to lean into the idea that we'll do a, a, a comic book um, podcast. Episode, uh, yeah. yeah not, not, no, not a full podcast, episode. Um, and looking back over the uh, comic book. So you read it not only once, but Listen, twice? Here's my problem. The reason, let me just say this, as a, as a character flaw, the reason I don't watch things on television is that I get sucked into things. So the reason I haven't mm -hmm. watched Stranger Things is that I have to sit down and watch all of them. Luckily, there are only eight. Right, but I have to do that at some point. I never watch. You could do that tonight. I never watch Breaking Bad because I can't. I have things to do, Yuri. I have things oh, to do okay. that aren't watching Stranger Things, and I get nervous about. Especially uh, because of the podcast, your other podcast, you need to watch Stranger Things. I know. I we watched Stand by Me recently. Anyway, it doesn't it's, matter. Well, that's a huge part of Stranger Things. Yeah, I know. Okay, so that's a problem. But the reason I didn't list, read the, um, the comic book is that I get obsessive about things mm -hmm. that I like. Uh, that's why you're doing a, this podcast, this podcast right. <laughs> with me. Right. It's because you're obsessed with me and not with Mad Max Fury Road. Equally, okay. I would say equally. Right. I'm honored. Uh, they're both full of machismo uh, and uh, blood. I don't know. Listen, blood fire. I, so I didn't get into the, the, the comic book suspecting I would like it. But now that I've read it, I'm pretty into it. I'm looking back at it. I would even say that we may want to do one episode per oh. quarter of the of the collected one. Because you're just comic, trying to stretch this podcast. That's part of it. But <laughs> I also think, I'm okay with that. I don't want to blaze through um, stuff. Okay. I mean, one thing we've earned, I think, uh, by doing four minutes at a time of Mad Max Fury Road, is the right to take our time with images and not feel like we have to rush past them. I'm okay with that. And there's a lot in the comic books. There are. There are. Um, and we'll, maybe what we should do is have. Uh, Mark Sexton on for one of those. We don't want to, you know, steal his time. He's working sure. on very important things, yes, he which is. he can't mention. Uh, it's well, a Marvel film. He mentioned film. to us. Well, we just he said on air it's a Marvel film. There you go. That's all we know. And because there are so many of those in development, it could be anything. It could be one of seventeen. Right, one of seventeen films due to come out by twenty twenty five. I watched Superman versus Batman. This is uh, this is off to a bad start. This hey, podcast, you know what? But... It's been a long time. Every, every time we get back together, and we, we have to we have to decompress. I have one question. You watched for you. Superman Batman? I was on Superman, an Superman for v Batman nineteen hours yesterday. Okay, fair enough. Uh, is the twist of that movie? There's a twist. Well, is the is the uh, the reason Batman and Superman stop fighting that they ha their mothers have the same name? Is that the actual plot beat? Have you seen oh, the movie? Oh wow, yeah, but I've I've forgotten a lot of it. I really think that's the thing that's like that, that stops them. What is his? What is that name? That's my mom's name. I can't fight you it's, anymore. I think that's what happens. Wow, that's fucked you up, know, you guys. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit. That's some fucked up shit. Well, that and then they they put in the you know the CG uh, greater threat. 
Because, <laughs> because like, Superman... You know, once upon a time, Superman versus Batman would have been able to hold an audience's attention. Yeah. I would have gone to see that. Well, I didn't the movie need, was an hour an instead of seven hours 60, then yeah. it may have been uh, yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Yeah. I only mention that because we're watching a far superior movie uh, in our podcast. Can you imagine if we did four minutes at a time of Batman versus Superman? A, it would take seven years because that movie's fucking interminably long. long. Yeah. But also, I, I I could probably do the whole, I could do the whole summary of that film and commentary of the film in four minutes. In four minutes, okay. Right, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do an episode, a four minute episode of your commentary <laughs> yeah. um, of Superman v Batman. I'll do it now. Don't watch it. There you go. Done. Wow, that was a lot less than four minutes. <laughs> that was quick. Um, but but yeah, but it, that movie made me excited for the Wonder Woman movie. If that you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if that makes any difference. Um, so, okay, side note: so, You uh, not to get off Batman and Superman, but what, why because, was because why why, why was yeah. she in that movie and what was her goal? To make it good, try to make it good. Cool. All right, moving on. Because <laughs> she failed. There we go. Um, so Mad we're, Max Fury Road. We're back or, to Mad Max Fury Road. No, I think we're good. Yeah, uh, have we have we sort of? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I'm sure there are other things. I'm sure we'll. we'll I got uh, off to a wild start. Today. That's okay. It's okay. Um, this um, is a lovely four I, minutes. Yeah, I had, you know, there's some, there are definitely things in this that I recognize only under the scrutiny of us watching it four minutes and paying attention for four minutes. I was going to ask you if, if this is the cut that we've seen in the theaters. Because there's a couple because sections. There's, there's I was like, stuff I don't, you're on the, you don't remember. Yeah. Isn't am, that interesting? Am I crazy for it asking is, No, it is absolutely the cut that we saw. Oh, then there's things I've just glazed over. I've seen this movie four times now. Right. And I have not, not remembered And I wonder lines. if it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's action shock that you're, that you're in, you know, once we hit this, you know, you're still sort of recovering. Or if it's just stuff that, that comes up uh, uh, under, you know, repeated viewings. This, this four-minute sequence would, ha- would hold up as a short film in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because it's a lovely post-apocalyptic, beautifully shot break scene where yeah. they talk about the old world yeah there's there are comparisons between the the, the old and the new there's a, and and um descriptions of the world past the boundaries that we've seen yeah and and, and it's 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 a world building um moment it's crazy to me uh i mean it works perfectly obviously we, we don't have to say that anymore that's just where we've gotten right we, it's good listen guys it's good okay. guys yeah um but imagine an hour and 24 minutes into a film having a, a break for world building it's kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. You know, it's a crazy thought. Yeah. And it only works here, I would argue, because it's all in service, again, of character building. Mm-hmm. So it, this is about, you have, so what happens here is uh, all the girls, the, the wives, mm-hmm. um, step down from the Step rig. down and the uh, Volvolini. Mm-hmm. We've decided it's, it's Volvolini. I think it's Volvolini. Volvolini. We've had you know, weeks I, to check I, this no, out. I, I think I, I looked at it and there's no L. I mean, there's no early L. I will say, when Mark Sexton tweeted about it, he wrote Volvolini. Volvolini, I know, but I think it's Volvolini. Mark Sexton, are you fucking wrong about your own film? I think he's just fucking with us. He, I think uh, he's testing. He's oh, testing. really? He's testing us. All right, the women, the older women. So the yeah. older women uh, mm-hmm. come out um, to meet them, and they say, who are these men? Mm-hmm. Uh, referring to Max and Nux. And yeah. Charlie's Throne's like, they're cool, they helped us escape. Yeah, clearly they've never, they, they haven't met a man in a long time, if ever, who has done right by them. <laughs> right. Well, they, yeah, sure. A very fair mistrust mm-hmm. of, of men and because the, the raiding parties, I'm sure, have mm-hmm. decimated these yeah. people. And, and yet, when she gives them the okay, when she says he's, you know, they're, they're good people, yeah. they immediately trust her. Yeah, which is, which is great. Yeah. I, I, do, I do think it's interesting to put such a spotlight on the gender issue here, um, mm-hmm. but deserved. I mean, it's clearly they have a, a very fair mistrust mm-hmm. of men who've... who've Mm-hmm. I'm sure with Furiosa as an exception, almost all the raiding parties to steal women and to steal goods and services and all those things have mm-hmm. been um, have been men, uh, yeah. exclusively men. Yeah. 
So they're very mistrustful of that. Um, but she says they're cool, fine. And then there's this beautiful scene where the older women come to the younger women yes. and pair up and sort of just look at them. And yeah. This, the, both sides are filled with awe yeah. and wonder at this interaction, I think. Yeah, agreed. I think that the, the wives have never, you know, encountered women who existed outside of their framework of, you know, they're the, the you know, them, the wives who are treated Miss like, Giddy's the only know, woman they probably They probably know. approaches the that. You're right. They've probably, they've probably never spoken to the milkmaids. No, but even the milkmaids are, are kept down. Like, these are free women. Yes. These are free, empowered women. Yeah, they've and never I, seen that and before. And they've never seen that before, I don't think, in their world. Yeah. I mean, they're young enough that they were brought up in this, like, they, they don't remember an older time. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no, they don't, they don't share the same history. And the, the Vuvalini are looking at them like, 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 like creatures that, that aren't even women. Yeah, almost. Well, she they're, says, they're, where did you get these creatures? Yeah, she these creatures, beautiful, right? where did you find such beautiful creatures? Yes. Or these yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. creatures. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they they treat them almost like like a horse trader Specimens. would. Specimens, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, they're looking into you know checking their teeth <laughs> yeah. and you know. Uh -huh. This one's got all of got teeth. All the teeth. Yeah. yeah, and there's some beautiful moments between the two. Um, most most uh, uh, the one that I like the most, I think you'll you'll you will obviously agree, is the one with the dag. Yeah. Is there's the this really cute, honest, uh, subtle you know interaction of. Of worlds colliding, yeah, and then there's the one with Zoe Kravitz, which is the worst one. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I almost I just Zoe baited you. I know, but listen, I I wanted it to listen. I wanted it to be good. It is the tell me I'm wrong. It's the dumbest of the ones. It's the dumbest of the ones. It's the dumbest of the ones. And the, and the and beauty, it's like, and the beauty it is, it, it's, it's and it's it's held right up against a really nice one, yeah. so it's more obvious. This one I think is not her fault as much. Um, it's acted poorly, but mm -hmm. it's not as it's so the, the so the beat is so there's three separate beats here. They have the, um, uh, the youngest one who runs mm -hmm. away. I forget her mm -hmm. name. What's her name? Uh, Mark, Mark referenced it, but I forget her actual. I name. don't remember anymore. Anyway, the one who tries to escape and gets right. pulled back. Um, right, I'll think of it. She's uh, Cheeto. Cheeto. That's right. Th yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So Cheeto... <laughs> Ian's like, no, I can hear Ian screaming from Australia. Australia. Yeah. That's not Cheeto! You guys That's are it. being such squizzons! <laughs> uh, so uh, Yuri is shaking his head uh, sad with me. Uh, so uh, Beautiful that you that you make up your own Australian slang. Well, someone's got to do it. It's, it's going to catch on. Look, when this podcast takes off, takes off <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, 10 years after minutes. our death. Yeah, that's right. Um, so there's a moment between um, her, it's a nice little moment, and it's where'd you get these beautiful creatures. Right. Then there's this moment with the dag where she's looking at the, uh, the dag's teeth and saying, this one's got all teeth. Um, and, uh, no, that's too late for that. Okay, fine. Um, and uh, then they go to the Zoe Kravitz moment where Zoe Kravitz is poking at this. So this badass woman's wearing a, basically a bandolier of bullets. Right. And Zoe Kravitz kind of pokes at it and the woman slaps her hand yeah. away, like, don't touch my bullets. And then they both go, and ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that shit. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, watch the moment. I think you'll agree that the first one is better. Yeah. The dag moment is really, really beautiful. Uh, it's a combination of, uh, I, can, can I say something? I feel, <laughs> it's your podcast. I know. I feel, have I ever stopped you no, from saying you something? No, you never have, but I really feel hesitant about this one. Are you, I, go, wait. Is it going to be about how you hate Zoe Kravitz? No. Okay, then go on. <laughs> I don't hate her. She's very pretty. I know, I know. Um, I, I, 
I, having met someone who worked on the film uh, via Skype, I feel weirder saying negative things about it. Ah, now it's more. Now it's more. It's of personal. A, yeah, because maybe here's the thing. Before it was an abstract concept of like, oh, some dudes in a room made this. Made this. But now, like, maybe this is Mark's idea. I feel like, oh shit, I like that guy a lot. I don't want to say a I'm bad sure thing. I'm sure he'll let us know. Yeah. If, if we know anything, it's that he listens to the podcast. Yeah. Be careful. Sorry, I know, but but I, I got to be true. Yeah. And say that he moment, would want. He would. Mark Sexton would want you to be true. <laughs> Not as much as Ian Tavener would want you to be true. Yeah, but. well, Ian, listen. I th Actually, do you think Ian agrees with me that that moment I'm sucks? sure he'll let us know. All right, yeah, maybe so. I, uh, I Anyway, that moment I think is poorly acted and, and also poorly conceived. Because I get the beat, but it feels like an 80s sitcom moment. Uh, it does. It feels a, like it should freeze frame afterwards and the credits should roll. Exactly, right? And it's, it just doesn't feel... Uh, everything, el everything else in this sequence feels so true and so heightened and so beautiful. And that moment feels like a little shticky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's what I had to say about that moment. But that's you agree, a, and, you, and unabashedly. And I agree. agree. And I agree. You never unabashedly agree about those things, and you're like, <laughs> you're like fucking doubling down on it. That's true. That must mean you really hated it. <laughs> For you, <laughs> or to that say I that. really love you. <laughs> well, maybe. But you really, you really. But hated I really it. did hate it. <laughs> um, it it, it uh, every time, every time I see it. Uh huh. Yeah, it's really goofy. Okay. So, so anyway, but then. Um, yeah. Then after that, though, we come back to the, the real, the longer tag moment, right? Which is the seeds and all that stuff. No, that's, that, that's, uh, for, before that, um, there's the whole Furiosa thing. Oh, right. where, where Furiosa's like, oh, right. I can't wait for them. And it's just such a heartbreaking moment. Mm. Um, and, a, and a beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, and one that probably, you know, that probably a lot of people saw coming. But um, she says, I can't wait for them to see the green place. Yeah. Or see it. Or to see it, yeah. yeah. And they're like, what? Like, the, you know, the green place. And she's like, oh, honey, if you came from that direction, you went right through it. Um, it's, it's gone, you know, it's, it's, it's all, you know, that, that brackish poisonous water. And then they explain what happened and, and the, the crows. And I, I want to say this, that that, uh, that moment of ex, it's, it's exposition. exposition and explication of the, of the beat, it's done in such a creative way. It's focused, the shot is just on Charlize Theron. And almost in an overlap yes. cacophony of sort of echoing voices. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful moment of sound design. It's incredibly done because it gives you all, all you need to know is the place is not there anymore. Now we're interested in Charlize Theron's reaction. Her whole life has fallen apart in this moment. Yeah. And the details, everything that she's worked for, it, everything that she's sweated for and risked. Yeah. Has come to nothing. And George Miller, and, and I assume all you know, the the writing staff and, and editing staff here has realized that the the primacy of the moment belongs to Charlize Theron, not the details of the fall of the Green Place. Right. That's interesting, and we can go back and pick up all those details. Right, but we didn't need to see those people's faces as they were saying. Yeah, them. we just it stays on Charlize Theron, and it's not even like we're just hearing the dialogue. It's overlapped and almost echoing almost, as yeah. as if she's having this nightmare. Yeah, as if they recorded to. it. Uh, Afterwards in ADR, yeah, like you know, as a so that they could overlap that and build that yeah. that uh, soundscape around it's her beautiful. around her head. It's yeah. cool. It's so so yeah. so cool. It's uh, like she's falling down a well, and you yeah. can hear those voices. Or she's about to top. pass out, or she's yeah. having a. It does feel like nightmarish, in, in the in the yeah. sort of um, execution of it, and you just watch her sort of like fumbling with this knowledge that they just went that that terrible, horrible, crow laden place they went through was. Yeah. What she's held up as an ideal of yeah. humanity and and um, safety and uh, utopia, utopia, utopia ideal yeah. um, is is now and, that. and redemption. Yeah, she doesn't get a redemption now yeah. because she promised she would take them there, and she's like, "This is how I'm going to get my redemption." Guess what? 
She's no. brought them somewhere terrible. Yeah. And she says, where are the others? And there's no others. There, yeah. So not only is it that bad, but... There's only like eight left or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Here, what you see is what you get. Yeah. And clearly they're all past reproduction age, so they can't right. have any more kids. Right. There's no, not that there's men anyway. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, we're here to, to die. Like, and and just, then in another beautiful visual moment, she sort of stumbles away. Um, through shifting sands. Yeah, through shifting sands. Everybody else is out of focus. There's that great, you know, it's just her. Another, clearly another, you know, post-production mm -hmm. thing. They couldn't have, couldn't have shot it that way. But everybody else is out of focus. You just see her wandering away from them. She disappears. They all pop back into focus in a beautiful sort of poster moment. Yeah, a and tableau, then she just, if you a will. tableau. She wanders off into the, um, into the sand because up until this point, I, I'd never really put it together this way in my head. But up until this point. She has not shown any vulnerability. Yeah, because she's right. had to. She's had to be strong for all That's of them. That's a great point, Yuri. I had not thought about that. And, and you're what, so right. What, well, what yeah. keyed me into that is as she's walking. Well, she, first she she can't do it in front of them. She has to separate, and then she even has to separate herself from her arm. Oh, she drops her arm and she goes away. That's to to access her full vulnerability because that that is what you know one of those things that keeps her strong. Yeah. She even she sheds that. Really good. And she's got nothing, and she's just you know, on her knees, and she just screams out into the desert. It's a beautiful shot. It's never been more beautiful to me than when I watched it just now. Yeah, I agree with you. I um, agree with you. Good, good. Nice work thanks. on that moment. That's really good. Yeah. There it is. I'm holding a coffee, so that's why the yeah, high five was, was, was quiet. A, it was a quiet high five. Yeah, it was but a quiet it, was, five. it was a quiet moment. Yeah, until she screamed. Um, I gave you a hot coffee on one of these hot days again where I, I ran the AC, but it's already started. I can feel the temperature starting. It is hot. Up. It is hot. But you know what? My, my love it, for the movie burns hotter, so let us, let us continue. With let, us, four let us continue. Um, there is a beautiful. So, uh, by the way, uh, the first time in my life I've ever been in, making sure this is true, second time I've been in sh literally shifting sands was mm -hmm. a couple days ago, um, and mm -hmm. uh, it is very painful. He just got. He just got back. I was. Yeah, I was in Morocco, and it is. Um, uh, Where they probably thought about shooting this when when they couldn't get the Australia. There, there are very few places. That you could go that have a similar and uh, Morocco Look, would have been one of them. Yeah, they uh, shoot a lot of movies in Morocco. Yeah, they have they have these uh, the winds blast up and the the sands look the way they do. This mm -hmm. is clearly done in uh, CGI or post, like the because her um, her arm doesn't get immediately covered by sand, so right, it's, right, it, you right. know it's it's clearly like just an effect. But she steps in these shifting sands, which is this place she's at. Her entire worldview, she's sinking. The the ground is unstable. Like it's metaphorically oh. beautiful. Oh, for what there she's you doing. Wow. You're right. No right. Hop. And he wasn't holding the coffee, so yeah. that's, yeah. Uh, but no, it is, it is that it, it's sort of metaphorically based scene, um, but also it's just beautiful. It looks like she's walking on um, air. She's walking yeah. on something. But anyway, I was just in the sands. They really hurt. <laughs> like shifting yeah. sands isn't beautiful in real life. When the sand's whipping it into your, that's it, why they wear those big turbans. Yeah, it hurts. It really yeah. hurts. I had shorts on and I got blasted by, um, yeah, I basically fault. had sandblasted. Yeah, that's, it was, and there you go. It was, it was painful. Uh, anyway, she she kneels down. In the but I bet your skin was really smooth afterwards. Was Look it was it like mess. a was it like a, a like a, a facial facial for no, your legs? It was, a, it was a facial for my legs. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> Did you think when we started this podcast today, you'd I be would saying that the never phrase come facial up. for your legs? Never in my life I thought that would come up yeah. ever for any reason at yeah, all. Yeah, well, here we are. Um, but uh, she kneels down and has this classic moment, which I have to say, this is a. Moment we've seen in thirty every films. movie, yeah, but <laughs> very tropey. But fucking doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, do you agree? I would say the last time it was done this well was Willem Dafoe in Platoon. Yeah, okay, which is the one I think that which spurred is, a lot of tropes. Yeah, yeah. that's the one you think of. I think. Yeah, 
Um, but, cr but crazy, crazy how just emotionally effective it is and not, it doesn't feel trophy. It's pure anguish. Yeah. It's, it's the right, yeah. For, for some, for a movie like this, which avoids tropes and tropes and tropes, it, it stays away from all of that for the most part. For them to go to this moment and make it land mm -hmm. means it's just true to the character. They super earned it. It's yeah. true. It's just yeah. a true, that's what happens here. Right. She has no way of expressing this anguish besides what you said. She sheds all of her her uh, uh, trappings and all of her armor, mm -hmm. her carapace, she, and she, she just is overcome with anguish. She, she falls to her knees and she screams. And a mm. really good shot, really beautiful scene, and really great performance. Like that, yeah. that moment is really effective. And I agree with you, like watching it this time, where I had time to clock the lead up to it better. Mm -hmm. Because I, the more I think about it, um, since you said it, I, I really agree with you that it's action fatigue, I think is right. why, because it's the first half of the sequence I don't really yeah. remember as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I'm just coming out of the chase stuff and I'm just like, well, we have a break. And, Great. And, My brain is still ramped up. You're yeah. still going at that speed, but the film's going a lot slower. Yeah. So it's and there's, your, there's dialogue that matters. There's yeah. little cute little moments and quirky things to, to sort of mm -hmm. take in. But I don't think I've ever uh, clocked them before because I was just overwhelmed by all the uh, inertia and adrenaline from the previous yeah. hour and 20 minutes. Right. Anyway. And um, then we go from that moment back to your favorite uh, blue nighttime, mm. your day for night, nighttime, which thank you, Joe Lynch, once again, for really uh, schooling us and all that stuff. Yeah. We haven't unpacked that one because we recorded all those sort of to, or did yeah. we, no, I guess, we, we, sort did, of did. We, we sort of did because yeah. we did it over, over two days. But now I recognize it. So but, after Joe Lynch kind of yeah. came on and, and told us how it works, I, you clearly recognize this as day for night. Yeah. Like you yeah. see it now, you go, oh, there's that much And you see little highlights and yeah. things that, that would not have been possible had they been shooting at night. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it is, I would say this is the most comic booky. I mean that as a as a positive mm -hmm. that the movie feels like. Even in the big iconic shots, there's some shots here that just feel like panels of a comic, of book. A comic book, just frames of like beautifully drawn comics. Yeah. Um, and this launches sure, into. Sure, Mark Sexton has something to do with it. Hey, that. Mark, nice work, bud. Um, I, I I do think this is this is some of my favorite uh, stuff than here. I, I mm. really like having the opportunity to world build and see it and imagine what the, the, the creators mm -hmm. of this world have kind of come to yeah. in terms of how the world fell, why it fell, what's, what remains, what's interesting, what are the legends mm -hmm. about the world. I mean, one mm -hmm. of my favorite things that movies do, especially futuristic sci-fi movies, is time cut around a huge section of human history mm -hmm. and then involve us in the legends of what must have happened, not the actuality. Star right. Wars is great about that. You'll have like... I'm glad you said that. Finish your thought. They're great about it. like yeah. what happened to the Jedi. Oh, the Jedi aren't real. They've you know they, this, mm -hmm. these, there's rumors about these things that yeah. we've seen. That's cool. Like hearing how history has sort of mutated and changed things as we've gone. Mm -hmm. That's great, and that's what this sequence uh, yeah. starts, which we'll go into as soon as Yuri says his Star Wars. Comment. Well, I I love that you you brought up uh, you know movies like this, post apocalypse, the the legends that occur, and then you said Star Wars, and I said that's so funny because one of my favorite uh, this this is a a movie that I always forget about, but I always remember loving, Reign of Fire. Have you seen Reign of Fire? Is that the Matthew McConaughey yes, dragon with dragons and Yes, uh, dragons and Christian Bale. Maybe I did. We should watch it. Okay. Um, there's a great moment early on um, in the movie, once they've established sort of that the Earth has been ravaged by dragons, yeah. um, or at least England, um, but I'm, I'm assuming it, it extends. I forget exactly. Um, and it shows this guy uh, storytelling to a bunch of children, and he's telling these legendary tales, mm. and it's Star Wars. 
It's, it's clearly he's telling the, the story of Star Wars, but as a legend. I don't remember that. That's incredible. It's, be it's a beautiful moment. It's, so it's, really, it's really smart and great. That really knows your demographic is still smart and also plays to something really yeah. great. Nice work, nice work, Rain of Fire. <laughs> nice work, Rain of Fire. God, I, I want to go back to that movie now. The Maybe hashtags just... on this episode might be insane. Might, yeah. Um, <laughs> Facial legs, Rain right, of Fire. Right. Um, so, 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 yeah, so, so, yeah, so we go quiet and we, we see the starscape, which clearly... It's special effects. It's yep. clear. It's because it's they shot day it during the day. Yeah. Um, we see a uh, looks, like, looks like a shooting star, or mm -hmm. as we turns out, right. she says, a "Oh, that's a satellite." Right. Yeah. And she talks about the history that used to used to bounce. They said used to bounce messages off them. Um, shows everybody had a show. Everyone back then had the show. Had, had a, a, had had a, a show. show. And I and I always wonder if that if that was a mistaken you know on her part that everybody was on a TV show somehow. Right. Or that everyone had a show that they watched. No, I think it's the what former. What do you think it is? I think it's the former. Yeah. I always, I always read it as a little slight dig at uh, reality television. I was hoping you would say that. I really <laughs> think it is. I honestly think it's like because in the future, imagine if um, TV goes away and the internet mm -hmm. sort of uh, becomes more of a thing. Um, the idea that everyone would have their own YouTube channel is completely plausible. Wow. Um, yeah. and, and I and I and even if it's not, and even now, if the world ended today. It would be an okay claim to make about our current society. Everyone has their own show. Yep. It's something that you could see a legend forming around. Because if you have, all you have a access to is certain vestiges of certain things, a lot of like webcam stuff maybe yeah. survives. So like, oh, these people talk to cameras and they had their own shows and people watch them. I, I love that. I hadn't thought of that. I'd love, I'd love to believe that it's a, a thinly veiled dig at popular entertainment um, at large in the sense that everybody's got a YouTube show and that's what's popular versus something like this which is so finely crafted and yeah. produced yeah. and everything yeah. that this, this is why you shouldn't have a show. show. Yeah. 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 You guys should not have your own shows. Right. Um, and then was that was that old man did old man Yuri just come out? No. Say, that hey, was smart hey, man. Hey you internet Yuri. kids get off my lawn? I think the internet kids should get off your lawn. Your lawn is finally manicured and beautiful and these kids are fucking it up <laughs> with their fucked up cars. With their, with their fucked up cars. Um, uh, but then the question gets asked, I think, which is inevitable and still, yet yeah, I think in this movie, still very resonant. Like, um, w w the question is, um, do you think there's anyone still shooting signals up? Or are people yeah. still shooting shows up? And I think that's beautiful. I mean, that, that, yeah. that, that question of, that's a better way of asking who else is still out there. Right. Are and we then, alone in this and, world And she now? says, they look out at the plane, she goes, those are the planes of silence. Like, what a, what a that, great transition. Right? Right. That's yep. such a smart way of answering that question, which is, and, do you think we're the only ones out here? Those are the planes, planes of silence, silence and solitude. Out there, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. And the, the, the meta-level commentary on that scene is, is there someone else out there in the world? All we have access to is what's around us, and there's no one there. Yeah. So, it, in a way, it almost refutes the question. Why, don't think past the planes right there, because right. that's as far as you can get, and we can't get past and that. And as a brief introduction to... Why they the, can't... Well, the place that they're, they're going to choose, rather than, you know, the... Th their best bet is to drive across the plains of silence yeah. in the hopes that they might make it somewhere. It's super smart screenwriting. It's it's introducing a, the next scene mm -hmm. surreptitiously, mm -hmm. cleverly, and also it's a beautiful answer to a very broad, beautiful question. Yeah, uh, great. So right. then then we see a brief shot of, uh, and I would argue, this is this might be contentious, Yuri. Mm -hmm. I would argue probably the most beautiful shot of this sequence is the scene right after the star sequence when we cut to all blue background, there's like wreckage of something and Nux and Toast? No. Che she's not Cheeto, she's got red hair. No. 
She's who oh, we kept fuck. calling Toast. Yeah. Who did what, what? What name did we use for Toast before we before Ian schooled us? Redhead McGee. Yes, Redhead McGee. <laughs> right. Uh, Red. Red. Um, AKA Capable. Capable. Oh. You think by episode thirty, I would know the names of the characters no, in the film? It's, it's charming. It's hard, you guys. It's it's not. I don't think it's the wreckage. I think it's the back of the war rig. Right. right. In the but that's yeah. Right. Um, but they're sitting there in this nice little moment. You I love that because that's what you loved about, that was your favorite shot when we were first introduced to this type of lighting was... Yeah, I do. You're right. Them in the back seat all lit up. And You're then, right. I love it, yeah. because, it because as Joe pointed out, it's impossible. It's a spotlight. It's an impossible yeah. shot to, to really get in real life. So that's what makes it feel beautifully hyper-real. And to me, like using that hyper-reality lighting for that relationship, this, this relationship has had very little time on screen to grow. And we, yeah. need, we need it to be somewhere by this point in the story, yeah. right? And making it feel like the supernatural love story here feels so smart to me because it just lets you see them. They're cuddling. Mm -hmm. He's never cuddled with a woman. She's yeah. never cuddled with the boy. Yeah. They're in this iconic landscape. It's beautiful. They're shooting stars slash satellites above them. Yeah. It's, it's it the does most so much thing ever. work. Yeah. It does so much work, and it and gets the story we have to go with them without saying a without fucking word. Without saying with no with no dialogue and no like Ugh. cute like like uber cute moments or you know kissing or you know whatever it is. I mean, the best kiss we had was was that you know as he runs off to do the the tree thing. Or, I don't like that you made that noise. It's just because I wasn't close enough to you. No, I that, that wasn't the reason. It just felt like a gross sound. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, do it again, uh, though. No, yeah, well, did you I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. I can't, I can't. <laughs> it's too gross. Ah! I hate it. All right, anyway, yeah, I don't like that sound. Anyway, okay. go on. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen that yeah, real kiss. So, and but but anyway, very... so it was a very short, it's very short. Yeah. It's, you, it's, it's almost a blink and you miss it kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it sets up their relationship yeah so effective and so so good and it just implies that they've been sitting there talking they've they've, they've gotten to know mm -hmm. each other it basically cuts around the stuff that we don't want to see but also earns it in a way yeah like it earns that relationship because they're just they had a, this gives them time they have yeah. time now to sit and talk and mm -hmm. they've accepted each other for who they are and mm -hmm. now it's in the get to know each other fall in love stage of the relationship and it's a beautiful right. shot yeah great uh they were on seeds right well they were on the seeds yeah i was just gonna say um, then we're back to uh, your favorite, the dag. She's so good. Right. And she's so crazy. She's, yeah, I know. I love that about her. Um, unpredictable. You, you, like, yeah, the, you like those crazy unpredictable movies? That's why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so true. Yeah. If you guys knew. If you only knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so he she's there with one of the Vivalini, um, whose uh, name, I you know, don't even, I, don't. you know, they've all got names. Yeah, they've all got no, names that I should don't know do it. This is bad. Um, but, but she's the... You know, it's funny, they had talked about, and they set this up earlier in the movie, um, and is a beautiful sort of come around moment where she sets up, you know, Ms. Giddy called it anti seed. Mm -hmm. She calls, you know, the violence, you know, bullets as something that takes life. Mm -hmm. And then she meets this, this woman who, on the, on the outside, you know, you know has, has the trappings of a man in the sense that she's like, I never met, what is it, you know, I forget exactly what she says, but, you know, about the people she's met out here. Um, she's killed them all, headshot, snap. You yeah, know, right next to the medulla. Next, yeah, right to the medulla. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, said, I've, I've never met anyone that I haven't done that to. Yeah, everyone she's met, she's, she's met. killed she's, one she's shot. Killed, yeah. Yeah. But shows she's a badass and shows she's. And then, and Dag calls her out. Yeah. The Dag calls her out. She says, you know, which is sort of, you know, a message for the film, too. It's like, how can you, you know, act in the same way as these men that we've grown to hate because of their behavior? How can you assume the same behavior and rather than 
rather than challenge her back, she says, here, let me show you something. So good. Um, and it's that she balances it with this life-giving thing that she's trying to do. Mm -hmm. She's trying to grow these seeds, but they won't take in the ground. The soil's too sour. Ground's too sour. Won't and it's interesting, the, you see the, the, the leaves of that one one that she's got growing in the skull. Yeah. It's the only thing green in the, yeah. you know, because of that light. Clearly it was shot, you, you wouldn't be able to get that green yeah. if, if, it, if it hadn't been shot during the day. Yeah. And then they, she's got a little bit of, like, it's a, a little baby skull of something. Yeah. It's got an horns animal. on it. I think it's an animal, weird. yeah. Yeah, it's got horns on it. Um, and a little bit of dirt in it. Yeah. And she says, every, t every chance I get, I plant one. Right. But so far, nothing's took. Ground's too sour. That line, I love it. Yeah. It's so particular and so specific and so in the vernacular of this, this woman. And do you think it comments ideologically on the conversation that they just had? Mm. You know, I've tried to do good things. Yeah. I've tried to give life. But this environment doesn't support it. Yeah. So, no, I, exactly so, I, right. so I make my way the only way I can, and that's, I have, to be, I have is, to be strong and violent. Yeah, it's a beautiful closure of this thing, which you introduced, I think, earlier, which is, uh, you know, the bullets are anti-seed. Um, they, they basically plant death. They sow mm. discord wherever they mm. land. And she's been, as she tells us, extraordinarily successful at planting death. Every mm -hmm. seed, every bullet seed she plants mm -hmm. gets the desired effect instantly. She's never missed. Right. Every seed that's a real seed she's planted has failed. Mm -hmm. So it's just the, the, the reality that's, is that the environment doesn't sustain life, it sustains death. Like that's right. just, she says, listen, I'm very good at killing people, I'm yeah. very bad at planting seeds. Right. I'm going to keep trying though. And the yeah. idea of, I mean, listen, hope in a hopeless world is a movie, a lot of stories rest on that. Having yeah. hope when there's no hope left, uh, you, yeah. know, you can probably people name who are a symbol movies. of hope. Yeah. Hope, he says, hope is a mistake. I mean, this is coming up. This is yeah. coming up in literally the next four minutes. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's all laid in here in a nice metaphorical way that feels like a story that feels um, character-driven, but also is setting up this beautiful series of metaphors about yeah. hope, about faith, about uh, life, and about death, and about when when to be um, hopeful and when to give up. But the idea that there's there's these eight women left from this whole tribe um, who've had who've been uh, have had to leave their home behind because it went mm -hmm. rotten because the water mm -hmm. got bad. And, and yet she still tries to plant seeds over her And yet she goes. Mark Sexton explained to us that there are still Vivalini, mm -hmm. but they're in the swamp. They're the, they're the stilt walkers. Who, yeah. They're the ones who stayed behind, yeah. um, who have been corrupted by all of that. Which is so great. Thanks, Mark, for it's opening up the world a little more. But yeah, yeah back to uh, the, the, that conversation. I love how, even though she's supposed to be the older, wiser one, she doesn't say, ah, but see, you don't have it figured out because you're a kid, but I have it figured out. She's still trying to figure it out. She's yeah. like, I know, I'm trying to do this, and it's not working, and all I've gotten good at is death. Yeah, that's all I can do. That's all I know yeah. how to do. It's, it's really God, it's good. So I've, you know, I mean, and that's why I love watching the movie this way. Yeah. Because I could have watched the movie 10, 20 more times and not fallen upon this. Yeah, the, the, the layer of Guys, we don't, here. I mean, remember, we don't, we don't, uh, you know, I don't watch this four minutes and then Travis watches this four minutes at home and then we think about stuff and take notes. I mean, we literally show up and watch it. Like, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't watched this movie through since we... We're lazy, see. is what Yuri's saying. But I'm trying to justify that and make it, like, it, make it important. No, no. No, we're just lazy. Okay, we're lazy. But our laziness is your benefit. <laughs> our, our laziness is you reaping you amazing work, rewards. Work through this. Uh, no, but I, 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 do, I do think that... Um, just in terms of like the way the action scenes are loaded mm -hmm. with, with content, stuff going on constantly in the foreground, background. Um, these slower scenes, 
are also laden and loaded with content. There is mm -hmm. so much happening in these things that I think uh, most of us, I'm guessing, probably didn't clock all of the metaphors here. Sure, and at least all on the first going viewing. on yeah. Because you really are in action fatigue. So for having a moment where we get to sit and just watch this section, again, as a short film that ends in a great spot, which we'll get to in a second, but mm -hmm. um, it feels like a, like a nice, complete short film about two, an older group of women meeting, meeting a younger group of women in the wasteland mm -hmm. and saying, what happened to the world? Why are we here? How did this happen? Um, yeah. And having them sort of work through it, which is basically, the way they work through it is, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Right. I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. shit, got, shit got bad, and maybe yeah. there's people out there, but all we know is right here, surrounded, you know, we're surrounded by um, miles and miles and miles of endless desert, and all of our friends are dead, and we had to leave our homes. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, we're still, we're still trying to move forward. We're still trying to live. Um, and this is the, the, the biggest example of hope in a hopeless place I've probably ever seen in a movie. It's just, this is hopeless. And not hopeless in that way, like, we're trapped in a building, the building's on fire, the bomb's about to go off. That's ho hopelessness. But this is like existential, long-term right. Camus hopelessness. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's like... Can, can I say I'm still... While, while this ends, while this ends sort of at a good... At a good break. Yeah. I'm still disappointed that that it, we still didn't... That it wasn't like our four, our four minutes didn't get back on track. I, I Although maybe... Do you think it does at the I, end of this one? I just one? touched your leg. I'm you so just touched my leg. Right, because I mean My naked, sandblasted, uh, facial leg. Oh, I don't like any of it. Um, wow, you didn't like my kissing noise, but you just, you just feel okay. Well, I got excited. I got excited because I wanted to tell you this thing. This is a segue. We have a full exact four-minute sequence of all the women. Oh, you know what? You're this right. Is, this is, this is then, back on because this is the introduction. Max. You're right. It goes right from the introduction of the Vivalini to the wives. Yeah. To this. We're back on. That's three high five hives in... Well, oh, I can't even say it. Yuri's drunk. Five hives. Yuri's drunk. I've got the hives uh, where you touch no, me. No, so the way, the way it is, and, and also it's a plot change now. You're, uh, Max has a compass out. He has uh, got a handkerchief out, and probably part of the scarf of one of the wives, mm -hmm. and he's using his own blood to make a mat, basically, using a compass. Yeah, he's and making a needle. A, yeah, he's making a... Which is also badass. I love, yeah, and, and, you know, in with the world. Would he just pull out a Bic pen? No, Bic pens ran out fucking, and nobody's making them anymore. No, Bic you is just, not around anymore, right, Yuri. You just don't, you don't, yeah. So, you have a needle, you have your own... Uh, blood, and he's, he's just got a little well of blood he's made on his thumb, mm -hmm. uh, or that little juicy part between your thumb and your forefinger. Right, and, and he's that just web that, yeah, that, uh, and he's just web. making a map. So this is actually Love where this, this four minute sequence ends is uh, is a new plot point and uh, uh, out of the women. So we're in com we're in complete Bechdel test territory. It satisfies us very aggressively, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, well that, yeah. Four minutes of just women talking to each other. Great. Uh, not about men. Not about men at all, unless mm -hmm. it's about killing them. Right. No, Hell yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but but now we're out of this back to sort of plot territory. So we take mm -hmm. a second to sort of get into it. Um, and sort of get some world building and, and history mm -hmm. stuff, which again feels completely character motivated. These girls have been um, stuck in their rooms forever, mm -hmm. and she even says about the satellites, which I think we mentioned. Yep. Miss Giddy told us about these. Mm -hmm. uh, we've never seen them before. We've been trapped in, so they're getting mm -hmm. to see, put their education into practice, um, and sort of uh, uh, see the world they've read about. Side note. Yeah. Have we ever talked about um, how Gigas Khan's army was so effective? <laughs> No, I feel I like it's relevant. So. I want to say I this. would. I would love for you to uh, bring bring. I have science. not. I have not fact checked this, which okay. is usually in the moment when someone says that in the podcast, I tune out. Right. But 
Um, but but they're, they're used to it with us. I know. So. Oh, my God. The source was reliable on this, though. That one of the reasons Genghis Khan's army was so effective as they sort of went across, they couldn't be stopped, is that the big problem with a marauding army that goes out for months and months and months at a time is feeding that army. Mm -hmm. If it's massive, it becomes very hard. You can't always be sure you'll be in crop ter territory. Right. You can't carry that many supplies with you sure. if you're going into battle and then having to move forward uh, mm -hmm. immediately. But allegedly... Um, Genghis Khan, Khan's army was famously horse-based. They had mm -hmm. a lot of horses. And so every rider would, would have their own horse in that army, the, the higher-up mm -hmm. uh, guys. And they would carry just small bags of oats. And every day, they would drain about a liter of blood from their horse and mix it with the oats. And they would eat it. And what? a liter of blood to a horse is nothing. But there's enough nutrients and protein and all that stuff to fully satisfy a soldier to make them strong. So these... Genghis Khan's armies were well-fed, strong, full of basically horse blood and oats, and would come into battle with these guys who were not well-fed, who were right. um, you know, weak from not eating, malnourished, whatever. And so that makes a lot of sense to me because... I would uh, like to believe that because the, the whole idea of a blood bag... That's kind of right what I'm there. saying. I think it's relevant to this conversation is that, is that it, it's, a horse can replenish that um, no problem, or whatever. Right. I don't. A liter is probably the wrong measure, but ah. it's, a, it's enough blood where it wouldn't affect the horse that where much. That, yeah, it would overnight it would sort of. And they basically ins uh, installed taps in the horses. They'd leave these things in. What? They'd plug, and then they would drain the horse of a little blood, and and then they'd replug it. And so all the horses had um, valves, basically. Uh, I, hope, I hope that's true. I've just said it fistula, on the podcast. Fistula, as it. As a, oh sure. Fistula is yeah. Anyway, wow. Interesting, right? I'm gonna snopes that shit. Don't. As soon as we're please, done, please I don't. can't do it now. No, nope. please, please don't ever look it up in case it's wrong. And you guys, don't ever look it up because you know what? It's uh, it's too good a story to destroy That's with, how with, I with actual too. facts. Yeah, it made it, it made so much sense. But anyway, Max is doing that here. Basically, he's he's for sure used that spot of his hand and a needle to write things before. This is not the first time he's come up with this idea. This is a thing he does. Well, here's the thing. Look at that map in his hand. Well, no, because they did they take everything from him. I or don't did know. He, so, you, it's a great question. It almost looks like he hasn't had time to do all that, but he's been doing this map as he's, like even before we saw, saw him at the beginning of the I movie. I don't know. I don't feel confident that, that you're right about that. Okay. But I get, I get what you're saying. I would like to believe that that's true. Yeah, the map's very intricate, um, and there's been a lot of blood spilled on it. But I also want to believe, just as a contrary mm -hmm. opinion, that the girls are all... Um, trying to learn and sort of embrace mm -hmm. and sort of uh, what happens to the world. We're here, we're sitting, we're no necessarily, we're not trying to go anywhere right now. We're learning about seeds and about this. Max is in pure survival. mechanical survival mode. He's already trying to escape. He's right. like, what's my, what's my next move? I have to get out of here. Right. This is not safe. Because keep in mind, from Furiosa to now, we've obviously cut around the whole evening time. Mm -hmm. We don't know what time of night it is, but it's been hours and hours and hours sure. and hours. And we see where Nux is. We see where Capable is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, see where we nice. Toast. Nice. We got... Um, the Dag. We got the Dag. We got right. Cheeto. Right. Oh, fucking all the names. Right. I got all the names got, right now. Wow. I'm really on fire. So we, we see you checking with all those people. We have the older women whose names I won't even try. Don't even try. I'm feeling successful right now. Um, but Max has sequestered himself and is making this map. So that's why I want it to all be, have happened in this moment. That they've been talking to each other and for seven hours right. he's been sitting here making trying this, to plot and escape with his little map and his blood. That, that's my theory. I, it's a great theory. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But I, I, I almost prefer that that's the case because mm -hmm. it makes me think that he hasn't been talking to anyone this entire time. Look, I love that we freeze-framed on this because I've never had quite this, uh, this close a look. It's got like a little arrow and there's... 
I guarantee you this I'd love to. You know what? Movie. I'm going to talk to... We, that's a question for Mark Sexton. Oh, serious question. Yeah. Given the pedigree of this film... Yes. ...and the attention to detail paid by its creators, mm -hmm. do you think that's real blood on that napkin? On that, on no. that piece of cloth? No. But you mean... You mean <laughs> but what if it is? Yeah. So are you positing... Are you positing that the designers did that and made him put some real blood on his hand to... Or do you think Tom Hardy is such a badass no. that he's like, gosh, I'm gosh, saying I'm, something I'm, 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 I'm going to make this thing. I'm um, saying something totally gonna, different no, than what you're I'm saying. I'm going to bring it in and just don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's my blood. Don't worry about it. No, I'm saying something totally different. I don't think it's, Matt, uh, I don't think it's Tom Hardy's blood. I'm saying the dried blood on the napkin, mm -hmm. on the thing that he's... Which is a prop yeah. he got the day of. Do you think that no. is someone's blood? I do not. Do you hope it is? Yes. Me too. <laughs> My name is Yuri Lowenthal. My name is Travis Sintel. And you are awaited.